0: I have no clue when this starts it always starts late I think theology's for the clergy. I just believe in Jesus Certain sure. hermeneutics of eschatology demand an exegetical approach I think you shouldn't question what you were taught in church. Isn't that blasphemy or something I know. Theology Theology oh. Unplugged. all right listen. I'm going to do just a real quick one. Stick with me because this is going to be a lot of fun. I found, I'm I'm going through and I'm, you, some of you know, I've been setting up my office. I've been posting about it, getting all the new stuff and just changing over to PC. It's been drastically hard. I mean, it's like moving to a new house that has all these rooms you forgot. I used to use PC a long time ago, but now I'm back to PC, needing PC, and I'm relearning it. And you know how frustrating that can be. That's been my day, but I've been going through trying to organize. It's one of the things that I do is I pull out everything, organize it, and try to figure out in my mind where everything is at and what's going on in my office, because my office is a mess. And I found a chart and this chart is so much fun. It brought back so many memories. Look at this. I'm going to go ahead and put it on that chart. And this is what we're going to talk about. You may have heard before of a guy named Clarence Larkin. Clarence Larkin. He is the guy who's known as the chart guys. And if you know, chart guy, and if you know me, you know, I love charts. Charts are one of my favorite things. I love big pictures of things. I, I like to get in the details sometimes, but mainly I'm trying to figure out what is going on in the big picture. Some of you are like that. Well, we're going to look at this this uh, chart here, and maybe you've seen it before. Clarence Larkin. It is uh, one of his, I don't know how many he has. I tried to put my camera in a place. Well, it's. I thought it wasn't covering up anything. Maybe the, this moved a slight bit. Let's there we go. But um he has he has a book full of charts, maybe a hundred. I don't know how many there are. They're just but they were so valuable for me when I first started studying the Bible. This is literally one of the first things that I learned and enlightened me. And it's not so much just because whenever I learned it, I said, Oh, my gosh, this is so right. But it made me think there is there's a big picture of something going on throughout the entire Bible throughout all of history, what is going on in the big picture. And this helps people if you are new into the Bible, you haven't read it that much, or you're just starting or you are thinking about it, what you're gonna do is you're gonna come across all this history. Thousands of years, two, two or three thousand years, and it focuses on a, in, a, in on about one thousand years with the Abraham and the the Exodus and the Jews going to Egypt and then the the Judges and then the uh, Kings. And then after that, during the Kings, you get everybody go crazy. Israel, this is about 1100 BC, 1100 years before Christ. Everything goes bad or after David, after Solomon, and God starts sending prophets and all these prophets. This is where you get into the prophecy of the Old Testament after the history, after the. Uh, poetic literature like the Psalms. You get into all these prophets, Jeremiah, he wrote uh, Jeremiah and Lamentations, and, and uh, <laughs> I can't even think of any, uh, Isaiah, Daniel, uh, Hosea, uh, just tons and tons of prophets. I, I I really don't have the prophets memorized. I actually did that a couple of days ago. I was like, I can say every book in the Bible, once you get to the prophets, there's so many of them, I think there's are 15 or 16, but Anyway, so whenever you get there, it gets extremely confusing, and you're trying to figure out what is going on, why is this here, what does this contribute to the big picture, what does it contribute to my life, but here's one of the things you got to see is whenever you see the big picture, you see what was going on, it enlightens you to God's big plan for everything, that God really is in control that he does have something going on. He always, always, always does. If you're reading the prophets, if you're in Isaiah, you are, I don't know, you're, you're stressed out with him because so many things that are getting ready to happen. If, if Israel doesn't change, if Israel doesn't get better, but there's always this hope. There's always all these bad things that God is going to bring about because of the rebellion. And then it always is capped by hope. But in the end, Something will change. If the end, something's coming. And that tells you that God has a big plan. Now, when you look at this chart here, you can see God's big plan. We start over here, and let's see here. What does that say? It says, I haven't even read it in years, but it says, What the prophet saw. See that little line? Whenever a prophet is talking about what is going to happen in the future, he usually brings up some main events, some mountaintops, and he talks about, and he sees these mountaintops and he talks about these mountaintops, but he doesn't see the valley in between. So there's no prophecy there. And this happens over and over again in history to where you have this set, this set pattern that is, that is going to happen, and it's just mountaintops and then valleys, mountaintops and then valleys, and then whenever you look at it all together, you come up with something like this, and as you can see, let's see here, if I can make it a little bit clearer, I'm going to put The Survivor's Guide to Theology, the best introduction book to theology there is on the planet by James Sawyer, let me show you that, James Sawyer, you need to get that book, I know a lot of you guys are going to get that book now because you can't help it, ha, <laughs> you're like me, okay, so uh, you you sit here and you see how how the prophet is looking and right here in the Old Testament whenever you have Isaiah uh, in Isaiah fifty three Isaiah nine talking he he sees little bits and pieces of Christ being born a virgin being with a child of of uh, the suffering servant that is going to die on behalf of us Isaiah fifty three if you've never read the Bible please, please just find Isaiah 53 and read read it. Because it was written, listen to this, it was written 700 years before Christ. And you cannot, there's not a person in the world, not a scholar, not an archaeologist, not an atheist, nobody that can come in and say that it was written after the fact. This was, a, Isaiah 53 was written way before the events of Christ. What happened with Christ? We have manuscripts that date at least 200 years beforehand. So we know it. It's done. You cannot argue that. Now I want you to read Isaiah 53 with that in mind and see what the prophet saw. Here's the prophet looking, and he sees the suffering servant in Isaiah 53. He sees that there is going to be a guy who takes the pain of God, the punishment of God on behalf of those that... Deserved it. It is beautiful. It's crazy. It'll just just read Isaiah fifty three, please. So they would see this, but they would also see things even further down. Like whenever you get to Daniel, you get to Daniel's main prophecies where he sees the statue and he's seeing real far away. And I think that actually is the statue, isn't? It? No, that's the Antichrist. And so you have these these uh, from the prophet's standpoint look at this. This is what you got to see from the prophet's standpoint. This is the next major event. That's his, that's his view. And then after that, this is the next major event. So you have the, the cross, you have the apostles all right here, and they start talking about, what do they talk about? They talk about this. They talk about the antichrist. They don't see the valley of the church, the many, many years that are God is fulfilling the the uh, uh w- w- what he has planned, and people getting saved people coming to Christ, people being born, people existing. He's got his plan. And so there's a long time that we have waited. What has it been? 2,000 years. And so there you got a 2,000 year valley, but right here you got the Antichrist. And then what is next after that? You have going down the new heaven and the new earth. So there's a lot of talk in the prophecies or in the prophets about major events like that, but they don't see the smaller ones the, the, the valleys, and they don't talk about the valleys. So I think that's really interesting. It helps you to, to whenever you're looking at the Bible, whenever you're reading the Bible, I think it helps you to see the big, golly, look at me, I'm sweating. This is, I shouldn't be doing it late at night like this. I just got excited whenever I found this and thought it'd be fun. But anyway, so this is, this is Clarence Larkin. Look up some Clarence Larkin charts. They, they have helped me a lot. Now, I'm not saying they're all right. I mean, some of them are kind of odd. Some of them maybe you even might say are outdated from the standpoint of where scholarship is at right now. But the general big picture he has hasn't changed a bit. These kind of things, these kind of things are really, really cool to be able to see. Clarence Larkin, look him up, get something from Clarence Larkin. Um, Everything he does, I don't think there's anything that is out there that is not a chart of some sort. I love powerpoints and charts. Clarence Larkland loved charts. I, I couldn't do it like him, though. I wonder who his, who the guy who drew everything. If somebody, if I could draw like he could, then I'd have so many big charts like that. But anyway, I hope I hope this has been helpful for you whenever we read the Bible. And I hope in the end, what you do is you see how it is that God has a big plan, how it is that the prophets of the Old Testament would see parts of that plan. But most of all, I want you to read Isaiah 50, fifty-three. I really do. Uh, make a point of that. Isaiah, look at it. I mean, just on your phone, Isaiah 53, click it, lit, read it, read the whole thing and tell me what you think. I mean, you'll be blown away. It's, it's awesome. You can do it right now. You're, you're sitting there right now. And you're still not doing it. Just do it for, get rid of me and go to Isaiah 53. I got to get to my dogs over here. They're, they're dry. Hello. Come on, jump up here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Here, get out of the way. This is Ollie. Hello, Ollie. Hello, Ollie. All right, people. Good to see you. Uh, sorry it's so late. Hopefully this has been helpful. Uh, probably nobody will even see this because, uh, hey, there's Flash. Come on, oh, Flash. One, I'll let you see. Come on, come on. Come on, Flash. Flash, come on. Come on, come on, come on. He loves one more shot. Yourself. Theology.